He was like 40. What did we yeah, decide? He was 47 <laughs> in Back to the Future. And he looked worse in 47 wow. than he does at 83 years old. Like, <laughs> I was yeah, like, he actually what? looks his age. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion our so cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ian Anderson. Some shit. And Casey Ridge. Sorry for the fucking swears. <laughs> we appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsupverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, sign up for our newsletter, get exclusive content and updates, pick up some sweet merch and interact with us. Please, also, we would love it if you go leave us a review, Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you can leave reviews at any of those locations. They always help grow the podcast. So we would love a five-star from you. Much appreciated there. The question we always ask, if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie, double that question. Each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing The Tender Bar. It was released January 7th, 2022. It was written by William Monaghan, based on the memoir by J.R. Moringer. It was directed by George Clooney. It stars Ty Sheridan, Ben Affleck, Daniel Ranieri, Lily Rabe, Max Martini, and Christopher Lloyd. A boy growing up on Long Island seeks out father figures among the patrons at his uncle's bar. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, you can go check out our spoiler free over on YouTube. There's a link in our show notes for that video. And then please pause the podcast. Go watch the movie if you're going to. Come back, pick up where you left off, because we are about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Not that there's a whole lot to spoil, guys. Like This movie lacked any real substance to me at all. I think that was my biggest issue with it. And I shit all over it for in the spoiler free, but God, I was bored as shit watching this movie. Super bored. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to fill a podcast episode with this because there's like no point or purpose. Yeah. It's just is. I did find that funny. I was thinking about that while I was checking out some stuff. I was like, this might be our shortest episode ever. And that's impressive. Cause I think she dies tomorrow was only like 28 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and i think amazon should just stay away from making movies because i don't think i've been impressed by them yet i don't think they've made a great movie they've made good tv shows yeah i've heard they've got some good shows but when it comes to movies i think the only thing that comes close in my mind was the tomorrow war that one was like kind of interesting but even but that was i can't when it was bad another, it was terrible yeah, that one wasn't good either yeah it just had conspiracy Santa in it. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Good old JK Simmons. This movie could have uh, probably been propped up by JK Simmons. I could have like, I think JK Simmons as the grandpa, as much as I love Christopher Lloyd would have been way better. <laughs> yeah. I could see him fit in that role really well too. Yeah. Casey and I had a good time laughing at how absolutely old Christopher Lloyd is. Oh my God. He looks the exact fucking same. He was like 40. What did we yeah, decide? He, he was, was 47 <laughs> in Back to the Future. And he looked worse in 47 wow. than he does at 83 years old. Like, <laughs> I was yeah, like, he actually what? looks his age. Yeah. Now he's fucking ancient. Yeah. But like, he's the like, crazy uh, asshole actually is who he is now. Yeah. It's so like how Paul Rudd doesn't age, but neither does he. It's just he's stuck in the old age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At 47, he looked terrible. <laughs> You know who doesn't age? First of all, Blake Lively. Secondly, Ryan Reynolds. That's fair. Those children are going to yeah. like seriously be 100 and look 20. 
Yeah. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I've been meaning to go. I want to go back and watch Blade Trinity. Since you brought up Blade and the Marvel stuff, I like had this itch to go back and watch that movie with Ryan Reynolds in it. Yep. I love that you're doing a movie review and all you can do is talk about other movies. And on that note, yep. <laughs> this this one does tie back. You know what I wish this movie was? Fucking Sunshine Cleaning. Mm. I've never like, seen that. Like legit, this is almost Sunshine Cleaning only without Emily Blunt and without like the super funny grandpa grandson relationship that that has like all the humor for as weird as that fucking show is none this didn't have any of that I mean, and I know that you liked Ben Affleck in it and I know that there were parts where you were laughing I felt none of that with this one well and I wasn't even gonna say that yet but my problem when you bring up Sunshine Cleaning look you know I don't love that movie because it's mm-hmm. dark and weird, weird yeah. and it's all dark and twisty, heavy for sure. and like depressing. And I would have been okay. Like, I feel like this movie needed to dive into that a little more. Like, I feel like they didn't lean into, and I don't know, and I'm not going to read the memoir because I don't care based on this movie. Like, but what this movie felt like was this kid on his way to being an alcoholic, like his dad. And he avoided that because of some sh- sage wisdom from his uncle and him watching, like having that moment, which was like really the only poignant moment of this movie was when his dad near the end to dinner with his dad and his dad's new girlfriend and his dad flies off the handle and hits her and whatnot. And he has this moment of realization that that's what my life's going to be like if I keep trying to be like my dad. And if I keep going down this way that I am with the alcoholism, but they didn't lean into that. They tried to make this a wholesome, fun, goofy movie. And it's the topics that are there. Aren't that let alone, you know, you got the alcoholic dad and the best friends this guy has are adults at a bar who are obviously also alcoholics. And then you've got this kid that's in this weird love affair with this college girl. That's just leading him on for sex for four years of college, which fine. I mean, that happens, but Let's make it not as entertaining as it, or try to make it entertaining or fun or cute. Cause that's not the topics we're covering here. She was super bubbly and likable up until she's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm living with somebody else. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, but like, I can't feel the weight of that situation. Like I want to, because all I want to do is go back and hear Ben Affleck, give the men's rules again. You know what I mean? Because like, that's the only part of this movie that was entertaining and I just feel like they didn't lean into the actual topics of this movie at all. Like you're talking about, Casey, like they misportrayed. I don't know if that's the right phrasing, but they didn't portray these things in the light that they actually are. And I don't know, maybe that's part of the memoir is he takes all these shitty things that happened to him and he went through as, an, as a child and makes them lighthearted and life lessons that way as opposed to the dark but that's it didn't work in the movie yeah how it reads is that he doesn't care he just gets over something like that and i and i think it's unrealistic to think some guy who legit is in love with a girl for four years goes out of his way like she's his everything and all of a sudden it's oh by the way you're nothing right nobody takes that with a smile on their face nobody just takes that and is like oh well yeah i mean i'm gonna keep going right (laughs) And what I miss with this movie is there is nothing I love more than a dark, the way back Ben Affleck, right? You get that dark, twisty, lots of character and lots of grit in him. 
And man, that is when Ben Affleck is at his best. And I almost wanted more of that versus this lighthearted. He's like Kevin from Shameless, like this lighthearted, like bubbly little bartender. And I mean, it's kind of a shit gig. Yeah. I didn't feel like it did this any is other go, justice. Mm-mm. This is going to go really counter to what I normally say, but I feel like this is one of those movie instances where they shouldn't have followed the story super close <laughs> because the story wasn't there. Yeah. And like, they probably should have embellished. They probably should have leaned into some of these different messages or experiences a little more for it to be entertaining and meaningful and, and feel like there was something to it, but I well, and who can't knows? believe I'm saying that, but yeah. maybe they did. Maybe they actually did take some artistic license and the actual memoir, memoir was a lot more entertaining. You would assume that for a memoir to really take hold of you and really to gain readers, there's got to be some meaning with it, right? It can't just be a shit book that my mom wrote and put on my shelf with crayons written. Yeah. No schmuck, right? For lack of a better term is, is just going to put out a book that people are going to read and no writer is going to take up any book and write a movie on it. So there had to have been some substance in the memoir and the guy, obviously, right. You're working through a shit ton of daddy issues your whole life. You get into an Ivy league college, you make something of yourself through sheer force of will and some pretty great support pieces in your life, right? You've got a really great uncle that meant a lot to you. You've got this, this mom, you've got this grandpa that obviously is in your life. The only piece of shit is your dad. So obviously the kid went through some shit and you saw him go through some shit in the movie, but they never actually let us as the viewers go through the shit. All they did was say shit happened and then they glossed over it and look, now it's fine. Happy birthday to you. Most of the entertaining moments, I mean, you guys may not feel this way, but I feel like most of the entertaining moments for me personally were when he was a kid Mm -hmm. and like that relationship and how he goes from this child who doesn't have a father. He finds this in his uncle kind of navigating all this different crap he has to go through and then kind of the end result of him achieving this this opportunity at Yale like that for me was the story and they could have ended it there and I would have been okay. Cause like you guys are saying the the love interest story, like didn't add anything. If I want to go through the crappiness of that, I'll go watch 500 days of summer and I'm not going to watch that <laughs> oh, movie because yeah. it's far too, far too real, far too real. So I it just totally didn't add anything for me. Yeah. At one point. Okay. This movie was so boring. I legit fell asleep. And I, I had to have been snoring. I was sleeping so deeply. I woke up and I literally thought it was the same conversation that was happening. And I remember, I remember looking at the relationship with Ben Affleck and the little kid and their chemistry was so good that I looked at Jay and I was like, is that his dad? Or <laughs> Jay just like, God, I hope not. <laughs> like, so the chemistry between the two actors was fantastic. And that little boy was amazing. But I agree with you. I could have left it there really and well. just, I could have just watched like different small stories of like these pearls of wisdom coming from Ben Affleck with this kid sitting at the bar or even the kid going to the different like ratty ass old men or like the different like super alcoholics in the bar and watching them impart this wisdom on him 
that would have been an entertaining movie. Like that would have been something that would have made me feel and probably feel for what this kid went through. And I think that's what frustrated me the most is that you get these moments as a child where these guys in the bar and Ben Affleck, his uncle are, are giving him this wisdom and they're telling him how here's the man's rules. Make sure you always have a car, make sure. And he goes through this list of rules. And then as an adult, when he's going to college, he breaks every fucking rule, right? Like everything Ben Affleck tells him to do or not to do, he either doesn't do or he does. He doesn't have a car. He asks his mom for money so she he can leave the family to go to Christmas with this woman who's humiliates him in front of her family and lets her family humiliate him after having sex in the just to piss off her parents, which to me was the most cringeworthy and yet dark part, which I actually was like, God, they they went there because she was being as loud as fuck just to piss her parents off because she's having sex. There was no better. There was no better line than when he looks at her dad and he goes, I don't remember his name. Hey, Joe, you ever fucking a Volvo? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Like, I mean, he flipped it on her. You. Yeah. He flipped it on her, which was cool. But I think that's the part. And then the only repercussion we get is when Ben Affleck's character has this minor heart attack and is in the hospital. And the kid is having this soul searching moment where he asks him, am I like my dad? And he says, you should drink a little less. And I'm like, that's it. Here's this moment. <laughs> for this father figure to say, and I'm okay if he says it in, you know, generalized terms like that, you should drink a little less, but how more, how much more impactful would it have been if he had gone back through the rules and said, you need to get a car. I know you've never hit a woman, whatever that one, he didn't break, but he go through all these rules that he's broken and remind him of them. And the fact that he's not following the things that are working and then say, and you should probably drink a little less because that line's great coming from a bar owner that his best friends are a bunch of drunks at his bar. Like that's very poignant because obviously these guys are all alcoholics, but it was so subtle and they didn't lean into the al- the tropes of alcoholism that are obviously there that you don't understand the point unless you're sitting around thinking about this movie for hours after the fact. And who wants to fucking do that? This movie wasn't worth that kind of thought process. Well, and I would even take it one step further and say, here you have this kid who's gone through his own path of self-discovery and he finally gets to to the point where he can ask himself the hard question. And I think we all do this, right? And this is going a little deep for what this movie deserves. But I think as we all grow older and we go through the trials and tribulations of being a kid and we all make it through the hell that is high school and you get into where you're starting to find yourself, you can get to the point where you ask yourself the hard question. And I think we all kind of get to that point where at a certain point in your life, you really do want the people that are important to you to be proud of you. You want them to think that you're a good person. You want them to think that you're worth something, right? You go, you're a shit face when you're 20 in your twenties and you, you know, you make it through that. And at some point you're going to get to that point and where Ben Affleck, his character did such a great job and he was so important and he did impart this wisdom, but where you take this story from this story of self-discovery for this kid who's kind of made it through to the other side, why not ask him, right? Even if he says like, I think you should drink a little bit less, let's go back through the rules and go back through the rules and then say, what do you think? Mm. Do you think you're like your dad? And let him finish out that self-discovery to be able to answer his own fucking question and somehow become his own man. Yeah. 
well, the way this movie ends, I don't feel like there's as much growth and development as there should have been for this character. Like I look back and like JJ kind of said, it seems like he breaks most of these rules. It would have been, I feel like I, if it would have just been this, the little kid and Ben Affleck's character sitting at the bar and then kind of like fast forwarding to his future and seeing how he like applies these lessons or how these lessons play out in his life. And then kind of showing me that whole story. Whereas the, I feel like there are so many things that just didn't add to this. Like it was just stuff happening. I'm going to call you on your shit right there. All I'm going to say, if it's going to be realistic, I don't know about you, but I broke every fucking rule in the book. (laughs) I'm not saying I was a shit bag of epic proportions, no matter what anybody told me. I I think it's natural. It necessarily doesn't have to keep the rule, but more I want to see these are the rules that you're giving him. How do those directly play into his life? Does that make sense? Like not necessarily he has to follow every one, but more, this is the reason he was given that wisdom. Like how did he apply it or not apply it? And rather than kind of like he gives him these rules up front and then you're kind of just waiting to see what he does. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess for me, it showed how he didn't apply them. I mean, we saw how he didn't get applied. I, I just think in all reality, when you're a kid, even a, even a teenager and an adult tells you what to do, most angsty teenagers, most assholes like mm-hmm. me are going to do the exact opposite of what you fucking tell them. And then at some yeah. point they're going to come back and be like, eh, I really should have listened to you. Sorry. Sorry about the parties, yeah. mom. Well, I guess like, I just think of, and maybe this is just a specific one, but even like the, the get a car, you need to have these things and all that stuff. It feels like more the uncle that's trying to get these experiences or rules to happen or make sense for him than it is for him going through those and making them make sense. But maybe that's, again, I wasn't 100% watching, so maybe <laughs> I missed that part. <laughs> I think it's just a different perspective of it, right? Like, I think... And I, and I don't know. I, I mean, I we're friends and all, but I haven't asked you to. I don't usually ask these many personal questions about childhood and shit. But Casey and I both come from the perspective of being the rebel child and mm-hmm. and really doing everything we can to break the rules. And so when I see that, I because I think of from a Ben Affleck, that character, like I look and I go, that's the uncle that at some point I'll probably be. To where I'm giving sage advice from a perspective of, I did all this dumbass shit. Here's the dumbass shit you don't want to do. Because it is fun as it might be in the moment, later on, you're going to wish you'd learn that lesson in a different way. And to Ben Affleck's character's point, and part of the reason that I struggled to say, you know, I wish you'd have been more. I just think for me, it was the heart attack moment that they wasted it with just one question or one statement versus because I'm not, you know, I'll dole out the wisdom and say, here's the dumb things that I did, or here's what you need to avoid and not do. But I'm also not going to hold your hand through it. If you're going to go do it, you're going to go do it. Whether I say to not do it or do it, you're going to do what you want to do at the end of the day. But I'm also at the end, if you come to me and say, am I like what you call it? I'm going to tell you straight Mm -hmm. up, you know, I'm not going to just go, well, you should probably drink less. (laughs) So I think that's a a perspective that I come from. So which reminds me of the very first of the movie where Ben Affleck sits down and tells him like, I'm never going to let you win and I'm never going to lie to you. And so I feel like with that moment in mind, 
there probably, like you're saying, JJ, it could have been more that was said at that heart attack moment. But to your point about <laughs> like the lens perspective, like different, yeah, I was totally one of those that was, I like rules. I like the system. And anytime I did break a rule, I usually could mentally go back and be like, so-and-so told me not to do this and this is what would happen. And it did. And so I like would reinforce my, like, okay, this is why I hold to the system because the system seems to work. So definitely a little bit different that way, but it's, yeah, it, it's interesting when you compare how you personally feel, right? I was, I was re- rebellious, but I took it so much further than just being rebellious. I was the kid and I, I am still the person that nobody is going to tell me who I am. And just because somebody tells me to do something, I have to learn it the hard way. I almost go against the grain for the sake of going against the grain, right? I argued for the sake of arguing all the time. And it's not even that I need to argue or I don't agree with somebody else's point. I guess I just always take it upon myself to play devil's advocate. It's just second nature to me. And I'm probably as passionate about what I wish they would have done because I think when you are at a point in your life where you experience something scary, right? So whether it's your uncle has a heart attack or, or something else big in your life happens and speaking from a personal perspective, it really does put your own behavior into very harsh perspective. I I think it almost takes that for you to start to be very honest with, with yourself and with your past behaviors and, and to be able to ask that question takes a lot. So just the fact that it, gets to the point where he can, he can say to this man who's been basically his dad to say, am I too much? Am I like this other guy? Right. Am I, am I like this piece of shit over here? But unless you have been through that, unless you have been through the experience of getting to that point and having some of those harsher realities happen in your own life, I don't know that you could take that moment and see that in it. For me, I probably can because I've experienced stuff like that, but to an average Joe, to a rule follower, to somebody who's never had to ask those questions, you're probably not. And now, right, I'm probably the aunt that would be that way. When your kids are doing something they shouldn't be doing, right, ship them to my ass. Me and JJ will set them straight because they're not going to get away with shit with us unless it's positive because, you know, I don't know about those things. But on the flip side of that too, like, and this is where it's a little conflicting to me. Yeah, send them to me and I'll tell them all the stories. I have nothing to hide. I'll tell you all the dumb shit I did as a kid and as an adult and the lessons that I learned from it. But I'm also, again, I'm not going to say, you know, I'll say I wouldn't do it that way, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to yeah. understand and realize, you know, I've told my sister this before. I was like, look, they're going to do what they want to do regardless of what I do. My mom and dad told me all sorts of things. I believe me, I have some black sheeps in my family to talk to me about not making the same mistakes that they did. And sure enough, I did. And that's just how it goes. So, I mean, I like you can't force a kid or someone not to do certain things or anyone for that matter. They're going to do things because they want them or they feel like that's the right thing. And I think that's the funniest part. Like when I look at this relationship, like, and part of this movie to me, like there was nothing like I get the hanging out in the bar and the having the drinks and stuff. Cause that looked like a hell of a good time. Like I'm probably that guy that would be like, I'm gonna go hang out with these guys. Cause they're fun. But like his relationship with this Sydney girl, like, nah, that's just mm-mm. like, I think after the parents thing, I'm out. 
you put up with a lot, but that parents thing would have pushed me to the point where I'm not, I'm done with her. Right. Like that's not okay. So for him to continue on for like three more years with it and then like be all crushed. Cause like she's getting married. I'm like, how are you surprised by this? Like, how was this a shock to you that this shit went South? So I think, well, there's I certain think that part would have been okay. Had they done the back end work to show the damaged kid that he was sure. right to be able to put up with it. And I think that's what it was missing. If, if you really showed, right. You look at, and because I've been watching the R Kelly documentaries, <laughs> you look at somebody who has been abused or neglected as a kid is more likely to be susceptible to abuse or neglect as a, as an adult or whatever that looks like. So, and I'm not saying the kid went through abuse, but you go through not feeling like enough, you have this parental figure who really should care about you and doesn't, that has to do some psychological damage. And obviously he was working through those issues in a bar with people he probably shouldn't have been trying to work out with. Like, why not show the damage? Why not show that progression of what impact that had on him psychologically so that it does make sense why he put up with her the way that he did, right? If she was the first person that was really nice to him, that he latched onto, that showed him a sense of love outside of this uncle and his family, that makes sense to me. But they didn't show us that. No. Well, and I take that even a step further. And you have this fantastic actress playing his mom, Lily Ray. She's amazing. And you had an opportunity to show her. And I know, like I said, it's based on the memoir. So maybe he didn't talk about it, but like, his mom obviously going through whatever he they went through with his dad. Like, it wouldn't surprise me for her not to be a serious relationship type woman moving forward, right? So in that situation, you have the ability to go, a lot of us, whether we want to admit it or not, we're attracted to versions of our parents, right? And things with people with similar traits to those around us, whether it's friends or family. And so we get a hold of those traits. And so you could have shown his mom going through a series of, relationships where she doesn't want to get serious. So he's then attracted to this woman that doesn't want to commit at least to him. Right. Cause obviously she commits at some point, but for her, he was just a fling or fun on the side. So I think to your point, cause there's a lot of ways they could have done this that would have made it much more interesting. Now, to be fair, I would have liked this movie even less. I just would have respected it more because I don't enjoy dark, heavy shit. We've talked about it. Like if I need to worry about life, I'm going to, live life. I don't need to watch it in a movie, especially in something that heavy and dark. But I also don't feel like you can try to cover these heavy topics about life and then not actually show them or talk about them in a, any kind of realistic way. It's just uh-huh. these happy-go-lucky moments between a kid and his uncle riddled with some shitty moments that don't seem to have any real impact. It's just shit that happened to him and he moves on. And that's just not life. We may not talk to everyone about how it impacts us, but there's still the impact there. And that it just seemed to avoid the impact in most cases. I totally agree. And I am a dark and twisty. I love a dear Frankie makes you super depressed. You feel as much of a, an amount as is possible. Right. I love that shit. Right. JJ gets done watching those movies with me and wants to slit his wrists and get in a saltwater bath. That's Mm -hmm. the joke but I love them. It doesn't make me feel depressed. It, I just love beautifully done human, real stories. It's why I like your sunshine cleanings or your, your dear Frankie's of the world. But if somebody like me who really, I look for those things 
and I watch them over and over and over. If you can't get me on board with a very human and what should be sort of a dark story, you got issues, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. But since yeah. we talked about some good points in the other movies, I did think Ben Affleck killed it. Like, and he does like, it's just, it's just what Ben Affleck does. The guy's got charisma for days. If you can ignore the fact that he was friends with that, the asshole molester in Hollywood, that's now in jail. There's stories out there that like somebody came to Ben Affleck about their situation and told him that, you know, here's these stories. And Ben Affleck said, man, I told him not to fucking do that shit anymore. But I, you know, and it's one of those things where who knows how true that story is. Right. But yeah. he obviously there's no denying the fact that he was close to him. So I, you know, this guy, he's had his issues and you can tell in his real life that he's got some sadness and he's got some serious things going on. He's a recovering alcoholic and all that fun, crazy stuff. But when the guy's on screen, especially the later in life stuff, like he is so charismatic and watching him in this, you know, grizzled bartender uncle that, you know, knows that life isn't, great but continues to just be happy and and share wisdom and things like i just really enjoyed him and every time he was on screen i told casey this when we watched it when he's on screen i watch this movie and i'm interested whenever he leaves like i'm just like eh, i'm bored because nobody else draws my attention because most of the time when lily rabe was in it who also dra- draws my attention so was ben affleck so those two characters really drew me and then the little kid was amazing the actor that played Ty Sheridan, I thought he did a good job in uh, Ready Player One. But like in this movie, like he did nothing for me. Like I found no interest in that character whatsoever. And to me, that's always a direct indication of how well it's acted is if I'm wanting to watch it or not. And I just didn't. But Ben Affleck and Lily Rabe, I did. And even Christopher Lloyd. But that's just just this gross old man. And that shit's always funny to me because I have the intellect of a 12-year-old half the time, so... Well, and and I will give you like, I think the reason I don't like it is the story and probably the writing, but George Clooney directed it. And and I don't think that it was done poorly. I think there were some cool tones to it. And I thought there were lots of it that way that was okay. That was fine. I think that's the best of the positives I can possibly provide. (laughs) Fair enough. All the other pieces were there, but just wasn't enough of it. I guess. Yeah. My guess is that the, the source material might be a more interesting read than it is yeah. turned into something like this. Cause there's some things that just aren't meant to be in a visual medium, right? They just reading. It's great. So there's also some hard stories that as, as human beings, we don't want to see played out on the screen on the big screen. That's fair too. All right. Should we rate this thing? Just do it. Yeah. We, we squeaked out 30 some odd minutes. So it's, I'm, I'm impressed. It's a good conversation there. Uh, <laughs> <Dinner> time. <laughs> yeah. Ian, why don't you kick us off this time, buddy? Like I kind of said in the spoiler free, this is kind of like a background movie for me. Like it, you can tune in here and there, you'll get some little bits and pieces. But as far as it being some, some grand story or something that's going to make a big, impact it's just not there it's not like some of these other movies that we've kind of referenced like the way back or 
some of those other ones. So I don't know as far as rating. I thought that little kid did awesome. And if I could separate my rating for like the acting and like the story, that would be one thing. But I think I'm going to do a, a 1.5. I mean, it's not complete garbage, but it's it's not that great. There's just not a lot there. So I'll say 1.5. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I was just so bored in this movie and that's a hard one for me. Like when I'm bored and that's the best way I can sum this up is it's an hour and 36 minute or hour and 46 minute movie. And it felt longer than some of the two and a half, three hour movies we've watched in the past. Like it just, I was like, God, is this thing ever going to end? And there were like a couple of parts where it felt like it was about to end and then it kept going. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So it just, I always know a movie's less entertaining when I can't, when I can keep track of how slow it feels, then I know it's a struggle. And that for me was the big piece. Ben Affleck was entertaining, but that's about as good as it got was his parts and that kid outside of that. I just wasn't interested in the story. I wasn't sold. I had no buy-in. So yeah, as a movie, I just didn't enjoy it. I'm going to give it a one just cause I still can't call it a, you know, she dies tomorrow level, but it's, it's rough. It's, it's on the lower end of the scale. So, and I certainly won't watch it again. So yeah, one from me, Casey. The best way I can sum it up is the only time that I would recommend anybody watch this movie is if you're on like day four of an insomnia bender (laughs) and there is no other way that you can fall asleep that's the only time that I would ever recommend you turn this thing on. Cause you'll be asleep in two minutes. <laughs> zero stars, zero, zero, Give zero. Them the flat out zero. I like I can't, it. I can't. That's hefty. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a hefty one there. All right. So a zero one and a one and a half. His movie is not good. He don't, don't spend time on it. Even if you have prime already, just let this one go. Yeah. So there it is. <laughs> It's it's not fun. All right, so next week, Jackass, the new Jackass movie. I forget what the the byline on that is. Jackass forever. Yeah. Oh, Jackass forever. That's right. More like Jackass. I hope these guys don't die. It's like <laughs> pushing fifty years old, throwing themselves around and bit by snakes and shit, dumbasses. Yeah. So that one will be released on valentine's day of all days so enjoy that uh can't wait so you don't want to do marry me no i won't even be seeing that movie like no no it might be going to be made to see that movie i I appreciate that yeah so yeah what a terrible no i'm good yeah so i am making you a dog uh, you were going to see it whether you were recording or not i know i'm aware all right so jackass next week <laughs> go check us out at our website what's up leave us a comment let us know what you thought of this movie if you uh, saw it and watched it give us some feedback what you think about us leave us a review go to Podchaser, spotify apple Podcasts. leave us a review it always helps grow the podcast and we really appreciate that we'll keep an eye out as we see those reviews we do read them online on the podcast so please leave us some good reviews check us out on our social media what's our verdict on facebook instagram and twitter Hit us up there. We love to have those interactions. With that, catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now.